Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Welcome to AutoLine Daily. If you're new here, if you are a regular, welcome back. Come on, follow me. Let's get to the news. As you know, Volkswagen is on a quest to become the number one automaker in the world. Yesterday, we reported that the company's net profit plunged in the first quarter. So to offset those losses, Volkswagen says it is going to unleash 60 new or refreshed models this year around the globe. This year, 60 models. That includes all the brands under the VW umbrella, but even so, that is a lot of new models. Honda seems to be getting a little bit sensitive about how well the Toyota Camry and Nissan Altima are selling in the American market compared to the Accord. So it's pointing out that the Accord actually kills the other two if you only count retail sales and do not count fleet sales. Mike Gatkaviti, the senior vice president in charge of sales at Honda, says fleet sales only account for 1.4% of total sales of the Accord, compared to 36% for the Camry and Altima. You know, Asian automakers always sneered at fleet sales, which were traditionally dominated by the Detroit 3. So it's highly unusual to see two Japanese companies criticized by yet another Japanese company over how many cars they sell to the fleets. Earlier in the week, it was the Nissan Friend Me. Today, it's the Toyota MiWi. The company just introduced this EV concept in Europe. It's built on a tubular aluminum frame and weighs just over 1,600 pounds or about 20% lighter than a traditional B-segment car with a steel frame. It also features interchangeable body panels made out of polypropylene that can be personalized. The MiWi is powered by electric motors mounted in each wheel and the battery is packaged under the floor to maximize space. Chevrolet is bragging that its Spark EV sets the industry benchmark in retail electric vehicle efficiency. It gets an EPA-rated range of 82 miles when fully charged and a combined 119 mile per gallon equivalent. It'll be the first vehicle to use a recently approved DC fast charging system. After you drain the battery, it can be recharged up to 80% capacity in about 20 minutes. Chevy says it's one of the most fun EVs to drive. Its permanent magnet motor produces 130 horsepower and 400 pound-feet of torque, which propels the electric to 60 miles an hour in less than eight seconds. The Spark EV goes on sale this summer in California and in Oregon. Audi is showing off a lightweight version of its TT called the TT Ultra Quattro Concept. It only weighs 1,111 kilograms, that's about 2,400 pounds, which is a cool 661 pounds lighter than the production version. The concept uses carbon fiber in the rear end, in the center tunnel, in the B pillars, and in the roof. Magnesium components were also used in the floor and as hinge reinforcements. This TT boasts a power to weight ratio of only 3.6 kilograms per horsepower, that's about 7.9 pounds per horsepower, 
and it can jump to 100 kilometers an hour in only 4.2 seconds. That's nearly three quarters of a second faster. While no official plans are in the works for this concept, the company says usage of these technologies is conceivable for future small batch series. Whoops, looks like a copywriter over at BMW's ad agency forgot to use their spell checker. The company is starting to roll out print ads touting its all-electric Megacity i3 using the tagline, born electric, naturally intelligent. Only one thing, they misspelled intelligent. There is supposed to be an I after the two L's, not another E. Now we have to thank our eagle-eyed viewer, Will Slate from New Haven, Connecticut, for spotting this one. You know, Will, you sent this in, I'm looking at it thinking, what's the big deal? And then it finally dawned on me, they misspelled intelligent. And I'm a pretty good speller, so kudos to you for picking right up on that. Nissan got worldwide headlines when it announced its NV200 van was selected as the taxi of tomorrow for New York City, but it was also crucified by advocates for people with disabilities because the taxi of tomorrow could not accommodate a wheelchair. Well, they got a fix coming for it, and we'll show you that right after this. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. Nissan recently rushed a new version of its Taxi of Tomorrow into production. It's a modified version of the NV200 that can accommodate a wheelchair. Nissan produced this pseudo-news report of what it's all about. So take a look. Nissan now has a new version of its NV200 taxi that's wheelchair accessible. The car company won a bid to redesign New York City's taxis in 2011. They've been perfecting the final design with all the key stakeholders, including the New York Taxi and Limousine Commission, ever since. This latest wheelchair accessible NV200 New York taxi debuted at the New York International Auto Show this week. The ability to, to make sure that we can produce cars that, that, that basically appeal to everyone, including those people needing uh, the accessibility option, is an important part of our, our, our whole uh, ethos. Being in there, um, it, felt, it felt comfortable, uh, felt like things fit my needs and, and wants, so uh, things were inside my reach range, um, so those are important things. Nissan's Mobility Taxi will have a rear-entry ramp and industry-first integrated restraint system to secure wheelchairs safely and quickly. Indiana-based Brawnability converted the taxi for Nissan. The ramp in the back of the taxi eliminates the need for wheelchair users to cross through traffic to get in and out of the taxi. That's an important improvement considering all of the city's one-way streets and congestion. You're basically part of the environment, and that's what's important. So here's how it works. Pretend I'm the taxi driver. First, I pull over somewhere safe, get out, go to the back. I open both doors. Then I pull on these levers to release the seat. Next, I pull on the lever under here to raise the seat forward. Once the seat's down, I just lift up this ramp all the way to the top, pull this lever to release it down. Next, I just pull on this to come get the straps. 
to secure the wheelchair. Then she's ready to go inside. Then once she's inside, you just take these rear releases, latch them in. Then I just secure the passenger. And then we just close up the ramp. And now we're good to go. Now we're gonna have to see how many of these wheelchair accessible taxis are actually purchased by any of the taxi companies. Hey, be sure to tune in to AutoLine After Hours tonight. There's a rumor swirling out there that David Welch from Bloomberg, who used to be one of the regulars on the show until he moved to New York City, well, he's gonna be back and joining us tonight. Gary Vasilash will also be there, and of course, the auto extremist himself will be in the house. So join us for some of the best insights that you can find as to what's going on in the wonderful world of cars and the people that make them. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.